last time on Join the Party. Everyone got on the same page as January conducted a meeting for the Powered Folk and the Morrow team. Des asked if anyone wanted any cool tech, which everyone did, and Dr. Morrow impressed the significance of this endeavor upon the team, even inviting Aggie's sister Quinn to come by the house. After January's presentation, Dr. Morrow brought Aggie, Val, and Milo to her woodshed, where she organized a training exercise. But this is no ordinary woodshed. It's bigger on the inside. This is the Happy Danger Fun Time Room, name subject to change, where the team can run plenty of training scenarios. Dr. Morrow smashed the go button and brought the team to the side of a volcano, where they must collect three orbs before time runs out. Or they get burnt by lava. Whichever comes first. Here's the thing, this lava is real and don't touch it. It's really hot, I promise. Let's get the party started. You three are standing on the side of a volcano. The rocks are craggy, the magma is hot, and just because it is a virtual recreation put together by Dr. Morrow does not mean it's probably dangerous and you shouldn't touch it. The instructions in front of you, rendered from igneous rock into red, orange, and yellows you would only see on National Geographic, written in a very beautiful, if not rushed, handwriting, find the three orbs, and the floor is lava. Seriously, it's lava. It's hot. Bunch back together in a whirlpool of magma and spell out the number three, then two, then one, and go with a ringing bell cast over the PA system, obviously from Dr. Morrow in the press box. Okay, do we see orbs anywhere? Well, yes, this is wonderful. So the way that this is going to work... Hello, I'm Dungeon Master Eric. It's oh, nice to meet you. I was just, I was excited. The floor was lava and I wanted to get started. <laughs> well, Amanda, like any game, you need to take out the instructions, figure out yes, what the instructions yes. are, argue about what exactly it means, right. and then you can start the game. While you're dying of heat stroke. <laughs> <laughs> While everything's really hot and you're sweating. Okay, so first, what are our table stakes here? What do we get if we win? <laughs> okay, well, with train, that, that's actually a good point. So Dr. Morrow is trying to use this as a training exercise. So if you accomplish the things that she's trying to put out in front of you to improve upon some of the ways that you've been fighting against the nephews and then against the Samaye and all of the other things that we've discussed in the previous episodes, you will get experience and you might be able to level up immediately if oh, you do such yeah. a good job. Okay. Self-improvement, tangible self-improvement is on the line. It's a goal it's in itself. Goals. Yeah. So here is how the structure of this is going to work. Uh, you see on the like hanging in the sky, like an eclipsed sun, is a big old like schoolhouse clock. But instead of numbers on it, the regular one through 12, it's kind of just divided into sections. So it's like you have turns here. On the clock, you can see that there are five segments. So you three have five rounds 
of this to accomplish the goal, which is grab the three orbs and then return back to the spot in which you're at. You are standing in the middle of the side of this volcano. Uh, I sent you a little map here that I put together in Canva, and I am not very good at putting this together, but I think I did a pretty okay job. I think it's great. The uh, the numbers are in the join the party font, I notice. I did, yes. Mm. I used the join the party font. It's nice. And the lava is real and it's hot? Yes. Canva is amazing. Ouch. It's weird. My computer is melting. <laughs> it's a real hot JPEG, guys. <laughs> Uh, envision this kind of like a triangle or a pyramid that you're on. This is divided into, I guess, six different zones. The bottom left is zone one. The bottom right is zone two. The middle left is zone three. Uh, the middle right is zone four. The top left is zone five. And the top right is zone six. So we're like zigzagging up the mountain. Well, no, you're sta- you can go to any one of the zones. You're standing right in the middle here. Oh, so we don't have to go through in sequence? No, you don't have to go into sequence. This is more like just for you to orient yourself. I've divided this into six different zones on a triangle. It would be hard to do six zones in five turns anyway. True. It, well, luckily, there are four of you, you three and Clippy in his 70s shaggy haircut and nondescript jersey and shorts. Who's right? Re- hey, it looks like you're trying to solve a puzzle. I'm here to help. <laughs> before everything starts is kind of the pre-round one. I want you all to make perception checks. Okay. Cool. 16. <laughs> Two. <sighs> did you also roll a two, Brandon? I did, actually. <laughs> oh, Jesus. We <laughs> can't Wonderful. keep twinsing like this. Plus, wait, but I have a plus seven to perception, so it is a nine. All right, wonderful. So you all see kind of the basic orientation here. All of the orbs that you can see are on like American Gladiator style pedestals. You know, those really chunky ones that look like obelisks that also are flat for you to put an orb at the top. All of the orbs are also kind of this like shimmering gray. It's kind of like if you had a bowling ball that was glittered all around it. One orb is in zone one, so in your bottom left, uh, and there is a magma ring around zone one there. Uh, In zone two, there's another orb that is on a pedestal, and you see that there are stone hands, kind of like larger than all three of you, about like eight feet tall. Imagine if the Easter Island statues, the Easter Island heads, but they were hands instead. Hell no. (laughs) And it seems like there are uh, little cracks of magma running through them. In zone three, you see the ball pit that you, I referenced before. Uh, the image I have here, I literally took it from Dashcon. So it is mm-hmm. the Dashcon ball pit. Incredible. Excellent. It's just like if someone took a child's kiddie pool and just like filled it with plastic balls. Uh, in zone four, you see that there is a wrought iron cage about like 10 by 10, just kind of like sitting there. Uh, in five and six, you see that looking up, going to the actual mouth of the volcano, there are three bridges leading to three different orbs that all of them are extending into the actual mouth and lava of the volcano. How tall would you say the volcano is? Like, how far away is each section? So you are able to go to each one. It should be, like, within everybody's speed to go towards the things. But imagine that you're kind of, like, at the top of a mountain. If you were skiing, let's say, and you took, uh, like, the gondola all the way up, you're just kind of looking at that top, like, tippy-top section here. So it's it's very hot. It's very craggly. And I guess, like, 
you don't have to go through any other section to go to a section. It's just kind of like, do you want to go up to five or six? Do you want to go left to three, uh, right to four, or down left or down right to one and two? Cool. So we're like halfway up the volcano and we sort of have all the sections and like the various points all around us. Yes, correct. All right, Amanda, you got a 16? I did. Um, with a 16, you can see that at the top, kind of like at the top of five, which is really next to like a real lake of fire happening <laughs> over there, you see that there is a like a park bench and an older gentleman in a cardigan uh, is sitting there Don't trust drinking him. a cool drink. Don't trust him. Bad villain. Uh, Milo, with a nine, you notice that it, that is in fact a ball pit from Dashcon. Like, I don't know if Dr. Morrow took that and took it from Tumblr and rendered it into actual pixels. And you're like, oh, that's really interesting. Uh, in the cage is a corgi. Don't trust it. Oh, no. And a Val with a two. Man, it's so hot. It is so hot. It's so hot in here. It's so I don't know how she made it hot in here from bits and bites and boops and ones and zeros, but it's hot. It's messed up, man. That's the secret. Dr. Morrow knows how to introduce twos. <laughs> I, I woke up and I realized just put a two in there. <laughs> That's how you touch. <laughs> Remind me of the ultimate goal. Do I have to get, we have to get all the orbs or just a couple of them? The, ulti- three, the goal right? is find the three orbs. Gotcha. And you can see, everyone can see there are five. What do you mean the three orbs? The instruction said, it said, find the three orbs. However, when all of you are looking around, you see that there are five. One in zone one, one in zone two, and three on three different bridges going into the mouth of the volcano. Aggie turns um, to you guys and says, well, clearly one of the ones at the top of the volcano is right, if not all three of them. So I can go for those. Okay. I I mean, obviously, we should be splitting up here because, like, we don't have time to go to each one together. That would be stupid. Yeah. Val, you're really into dogs, right? There's a dog. What? There's a dog. Don't trust here? the dog. Don't trust the dog. <laughs> Wait, but there's a dog. It's it's to our right in the cage. There's a corgi. Oh. There's a corgi. Oh in hell there. yeah! I'm gonna go check out the dog. But there's no orb in there. But there's a dog. Crap. Okay, so the way that this works is each one of you will act on every single one of the rounds. You will have five rounds. So as you move to the thing and whatever will count as an actual action is going to be the thing that you do. So we're in pre one and your first action along with what you do and Clippy does will be round one. And then I will tell you uh, what round you're all, all in and all that good stuff. Cool. I would like to rage before we get started. Absolutely. That sounds good. Um, Clippy? Yeah, hi, I'm here to help. Clippy, which of the orbs do we need to get? Well, it sounds like we need to get three, and I can see one, two, three, four, five, five. So we'll get three out of the five. Thanks, Clippy. Can you um, lower the temperature? Sorry, I don't know if you're like a connected device, but that would be really helpful. Sure thing. And yeah, a smart thermostat kind of pops out of his chest <laughs> and he turns it down. He's like, oh, can't turn it down below 90. Sorry, guys. Clippy, what, what can you do? Do you have like an actions menu? Uh, well, uh, I can pretty much do whatever you do. You just got to tell me how I can help. Aggie, do you have any computer savvy? I mean, I am proficient in paperwork. And so I feel like <laughs> it counts. 
Okay, I, you can deal with systems. I'm proficient in eBay. Is it, does he know how to sell and resell objects? Like navigating the bureaucratic old janky computers of City Hall. Yeah, I was going to give you disadvantage for computers, but now I'll give you advantage for like systems. So it all kind okay. of balances out. So I want you to make Bureaucracy. Um, an intelligence check. Uh, it was a critical one. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. Oh, luck wonderful. Point. Yeah, I'll do a luck point, sure. Uh, 12. Wonderful. Okay. Right, I'm pretty, but I ain't smart. Right, pretty, pretty gosh darn smart. <laughs> Not even charismatic either. Oof. Nope. It's Poor Aggie. It's a rough life. I am constitute and I am dexterous. <laughs> <laughs> I and love sometimes wise. So with a 12, you're able to kind of fiddle around with the dial that's on Clippy's chest, which pops up into a screen. And you're able to figure out what exactly help means. So this help means that uh, mechanically, you can do one of two different types of inspiration. If you're getting attacked as a reaction, Clippy can give one D8 to your AC for that attack. Or if you add Clippy to help you to teach you to do something, it can give you a die of inspiration, which is one D8 that you can hold, but uh, just for skill checks and uh, attacks and stuff. Can Clippy take actions on his own? Yes, he can. So you okay. can just tell Clippy to do something and they can go do it for you. They can also, if you want them to just do the help action, they'll just give you advantage on whatever you're doing. Cool. Cool. So that is uh, spelled out in like Linux text is what <laughs> help actually means. Cool. So if I said, hey, Clippy, go check the ball pit, Clippy would go check the ball pit? Yep. Cool. I think that's worth one round of things. I think so, too. Yeah, I don't trust the ball Absolutely. pit. Absolutely. So now if we go into round one, each one of you gets to do one thing, one action. So I, th I think I could uh, go to section one pretty easily. I can, I, I'm pretty sure I can like fly uh, so I could go over the lava and hmm? I can check the ball pit, the ball. I can check the ball and it, it'll be fine. You, I'm sorry, you could fly? Since when do you fly? I've done it once or twice. Like I woke up like levitating off my bed um, once and I, I, I think it, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Okay. What's a scene from Ghostbusters? Are you sure you weren't dreaming? No, I'm not. That's a good point. Okay. But okay. I'm willing to try. Great. I'm going to go look at the dog. <laughs> <laughs> no, that makes sense. I think um, I think if Clippy can check out the the ball pit, because nothing good has ever come out of a ball pit, and I will head up to the top and see what these different orbs are. Should I talk to the guy or no? I wouldn't. I don't trust old men, especially ones that sit on park benches. That's a good point. What Unless they're feeding kind? like pigeons or something. If there are pigeons, you may talk. Let's go by that rule. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I trust who birds trust. Because <laughs> maybe he's just lonely, you know? Everyone needs someone to talk to. It's hard to grow old. That's true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for putting that fear of mortality in my brain, Julia. Everyone, You're let's awesome. just make some dexterity rolls to see what order everything happens in. And then Clippy will go last. Okay. I got a 16. 15. 13 plus two for 15. Oh, did, did two people get 15? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, roll again. Roll off. Eight. Five. Wonderful. Okay. So first, let's let's go Val. Uh, Val, you're going to walk over to the right, and mm -hmm. you are looking at this wrought iron cage, and you see that there is a full-sized corgi inside of this cage. <laughs> I would like to specify that Val has heard that there is a dog there and therefore sprints over to the cage <laughs> <laughs> because they are really excited. 
I like that Eric specified a full-size corgi <laughs> as full-size opposed to corgi, not a, puppy. a very tidy corgi or a very large corgi. It, listen, mm. it might come into play. You never know. You need to specify how large it is if you're going to pick it up in your hands. That's true. Mm-hmm. So the corgi is in there. You're looking at the cage, and it's just like medieval. It's like this is wrought iron bars. There's like a big, chunky, like 19th century lock locking this thing in. And the corgi is just in there, and it goes, whoop, 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 help me. Oh no. Uh, okay. Um, hmm. So there is a lock on the cage, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like a lock built into it. It is a separate lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Like if you um, were if you were looking at a medieval stocks, like this would be the big like, hey, you peasants, don't try to mess with this lock sort of size lock. Smash the lock. Like, smash the lock. Smash the lock. I'm probably going to smash the lock. I will tell you what my thought process was asking that question. And it was that usually construction during that period, they wouldn't do full like hinge keys. They would only do a half key. So you could like basically just lift the door up and take it off rather than, you know, have to break it off. That seems not smart on on those people's behalf. It's a plot point of Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) Do you want to make an investigation check? Sure. Uh, I got a 16 minus 1, so a 15. All right, with a 15. You think back to the many times you've watched the movie Pirates of the Caribbean. (laughs) Uh, So you try to, like, just lift the door up. And Mm -hmm. because Dr. Morrow realized someone was going to do this, this is actually a lock putting the door attached to the cage. So it's a real lock. It just looks kind of like, motherfucker, don't try to mess with me. Sort of lock. Cool. I'm going to try and find a rock and just hammer away at this thing. Yep, yep. I'm gonna try yep, that again. Yep, yep. Help me. Yep, yep. I'm trying. Small, sweet pup. God, this dog is going to kill us all. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, you can just pick up a, a piece of like igneous rock that is cooled down. This is some good messing people up style rock. So yeah, you <laughs> cool. can just come down on it. Oh make fuck it. yeah, New York geologic band shaped by glaciers. <laughs> um, yeah, make an attack roll. Cool. Okay. Ooh, that's actually really good. So it's a seventeen plus my strength, which is six, plus an additional two. So 17 plus eight, which is a 25. That's a large number. Yeah, That's yeah, that hits. a good number. Do that damage. Uh, it's 10 damage. Okay, uh, you do 10 damage to this rock. You come down on it with all the force of trying to get a dog out of a cage, and it's <laughs> cracked, but it's still holding fast. Okay, I can try again after. Julia, did you do two attacks? Oh, I can do two attacks now. Thank you, Amanda. I forgot that oh, I have a nice. second attack. All right, um, okay, that's a 12 plus six plus two. So 12, so it's a dirty 20. Uh, yes, that hits. Okay, cool. I'll do the same thing, 1d6 plus six. Eric, I would argue that- That's nine. Val does have proficiency in rock because, you know, <laughs> they- Because I'm rock and roll, Thank bitch. you, yep. It's a good point. Sorry, let me look at my thesaurus. No, that's not what a rock means. Those are two different types of rocks. You know, fair enough. It's a homonym. <laughs> what, uh, what damage did you do? Nine damage. Oh, yeah, with nine damage, this thing is, like, holding on just for dear life. If you, like, breathed on it after this, you'd be able to take it apart. But right now, you can, like, shake the door, and the dog is, like, going, yep, yep, help me. You still can't. <laughs> It's, you still I'm going to do get the a bonus open. action, and I am going to use my leather jacket to use my battle ranger armor attack. 
Whatever, so you're just like lowering your shoulder into the lock? Yep. Alright, do one more attack for me. 15 plus 8. So, 20. Alright, yeah, you lower your shoulder and you okay. you run the studs of your leather jacket against the lock and it snaps. Woo! And the door swings open and the corgi runs forward and goes, hip, hip, wow, thank you, Val. <sighs> Horrifying. I do not I like this you. dog. Do you want to come with me? Yep, yep, yep. Thank you, Val. And it jumps into your arms. So it takes both of your arms to hold this corgi. So you're going to have to put down the corgi if you want to do something else. <laughs> can I... Counterpoint. Can I put it against my chest and then zip up my leather jacket. Oh my god. Uh, I did make the point to say that it was a full-sized corgi, and it mm-hmm. would not fit in your leather jacket, unfortunately. I don't know. I think a full-sized corgi is what, about 15 pounds? But, but okay, you know bottom, what? Hold on. Give, give me a sleight of hand check with disadvantage. Oh, I'm good at that. I'm good at that, though. Hold on. Incredible. Okay. 16 plus 4 for a dirty 20, and an 11 plus 4 for a 15. <laughs> I'm going to roll each time for the corgi to scramble out of your okay. leather jacket. But right now wow. you have the corgi zipped up in your leather jacket. Congratulations. Val just goes, what is your name? Yep, 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 yep. Thank you, Val. Okay. Yip, yip. That is your name now. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's do Aggie now. Aggie, what's going on? Yes. So I'm trying to reach the bridges here, which are at the top of five and six. Mm-hmm. So I would let's just run straight up the middle of these two quadrants. Sure. And how far does my regular kind of motion take me? So you can get to the mouth. You cannot go out to the actual bridges just yet. I would like to use Step of the Wind and get as far as I can toward the farthest orb. You're just going to run out to one of the three bridges? Yes. Can you tell me which one you do? I want to go up the middle to the middle one. Okay, so you're running up the bridge, and you can see as you look around, each of the bridges are exactly the same, except for their placement in the mouth of the volcano. So you run up the middle one, uh, and with your speed using Step of the Wind, you can run all the way up to the orb. Before I grab it, do I sense any traps or danger? Um, What are you looking for exactly? I suspect that some of these orbs are holograms. Uh, or extremely hot, and I want to avoid grabbing them if either of those is the case. Okay, why don't you make an investigation check for me? Fifteen. So you look down at the ground, and you see that uh, the stuff that you were running up on the volcano seems to be like hardened igneous rock, you know? Like, once it cools, it is now rock. But below you, you look down in your feet, and you see that, like, it's almost like when you're running on pavement on a hot day and it's sticking to your feet. It's a little sludgy here, which could bode poorly. Looking left and right, do the other pedestals seem to be on different kind of ground? Uh, I can't give you that with a 15. You can only see what's at your feet. All right, I'm gonna grab it and run back. All right. <laughs> All right. So you put your hands on this orb and you feel like your feet sink into the bridge. And as you look down the sludginess of the stone, is holding you in place as you put your hands on the orb in the middle bridge. Is it like as I lift it up, my feet sink lower? Yeah. All right, well, considering I'm already here, I am going to grab the orb under one arm and, yeah, to turn back and get back over the bridge. Okay. For you to move from the stickiness, uh, with disadvantage, you need to hit a 20 with a Stra athletics check. Ooh. 
Uh, I got one nat 20 and one 11, so it's only a 12. Oh, Aggie, you're currently stuck there. Uh, let's go with Milo. Milo, you're running to zone one. Yes, I'm running, and it's been a while since I've run this much, so uh, I'm, I am huffing. Milo stops as he gets to the edge of the lava, and he mm. sort of like starts talking to himself, and he's like, all right, I can do this. All right, here we go. You know what you got to do, ghost friend. And he's going to, <laughs> in a Superman pose, like jump into the air, <laughs> and I'm going to cast Gaseous Form which is yes. a third level spell. Very cool. Which any willing creature I touch, which is me, uh, I turn into a misty cloud for the duration. Hell yeah. And it means that I can fly, essentially, and I have a flying speed of 10 feet. So okay. fast. Such a flyer. Such a flyer. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. You turn into gas, and like it's maybe like you're even like a spiritual sort of. You're just oh, like just, a spirit. I'm just like at a, this point. a spooky ghost at this point. <laughs> yeah, and you you hover over the river of lava, and next turn, uh, if you come out of gaseous form, you are firmly on the other side. Great. Um, I just want to clarify that when he <laughs> jumped into the air like Superman and turned into gas, it was not what he was expecting. So he did sort of like tumble forward. And was like, oh, this isn't how I thought this would go. <laughs> but now you're just spirit, so no one can even see it. So you really just hid your mistake. Right. If a ghost makes an embarrassing mistake and no one's around to see it, does he make the mistake? No. No, absolutely not. Wonderful. Okay, so now you're in a gaseous form. Clippy is over in the ball pit, and I'm going to roll for Clippy. I believe in Clippy. I believe in you, Clips. Clippy roots around in the ball pit and reaches down and pulls out a big golden key. And he turns around and says, do we need this for anything? <laughs> was, it, was it the key to the, the corgi door? I don't know. It's just a big key. It's a golden <laughs> key. Just hold on to it. Just okay. hold on to it. All right. And he puts it like in his pocket and then it disappears. <laughs> okay. It's in my inventory. <laughs> oh, okay. Ah. I like that Wonderful. Kirby has like one volume setting. <laughs> You got to go into preferences to change that. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go from round one to round two, but here's what happens in round one. Aggie, you look down and you see that the lava is bubbling up and it's getting closer and closer. And this is only something that you thought would happen in action movies, but the lava is coming right towards you. Oh, great. Oh, no, Aggie. The lava bursts from the volcano, drenching in lava all three of the bridges. And you two see that this shoots up into the air and lands covering all of zone two. That can't be good. Okay, so is that orb just like not available now? No, so after that happens, it kind of just like dissipates. It's like it's running into invisible grates. Oh, okay. And okay, now okay. zone two is back to the way it was. Great. So it's basically like hope that Eric doesn't roll the zone that you're currently in. Right. Got Aggie, it. please take 16 points of fire Jesus. damage. All right, Aggie, I'm coming to get you next. Don't worry. Send the pup. Maybe they can run faster. It's a corgi. They can't. Never mind. No. <laughs> Their legs are so short. Would you say that was They're a range so attack? I would not say it's a range attack. No. <laughs> <Damn it>. You <laughs> can't grab the lava and throw it back in the volcano. Why no. not? <laughs> Why be a monk if you can't grab lava? That's a good point. <laughs> Eric, have you considered? That's a good point. You know, I thought about it, and I, I can't do that, unfortunately. If it spewed rocks at me, that would be one thing. All right. So, Aggie, now you are just like you have the feeling of just being drenched. It's like you're wet, but that, that hurt. It was like boiling hot water covered you. This uh, is why I don't wear shorts outside the house. <laughs> you also hear over the PA system, Dr. Morrow says, I said it was real lava. 
I wasn't kidding. This would be just as effective as a virtual exercise. <laughs> Wonderful. It is now round two. Hey, it's Amanda. I could not think of many words to say about how much I love apple cider other than the fact that apple cider is amazing. And the first day that you can seasonally appropriately drink apple cider with whiskey or without is, I think, my favorite day of the year. This is the mid-roll. Look, it's honey crisp cider. So cool. Thank you so much to the newest members of our Patreon family, Kafir, Robin, Ian, Witzian, Mariah, and Josiah. You make it possible for this to be our jobs. And in thanks for your support, we have tons of special bonus stuff planned for our patrons this fall. I cannot say more. I'm very excited. If you're able to chip in, we want you to be a part of our community as well. Today is a great day to join for as little as five bucks a month at patreon.com slash join the party pot. Enjoy access to our thriving Join the Party Discord chat forum, bonus content from campaigns one and two, and so much more at patreon.com slash join the party pod. And in addition to running the show, we're trying to do a lot here at Multitude. Start new shows, do cool new things, remain a stable and sustainable independent business in a very tumultuous time. That is why we started the Multi-Crew, a membership program where you, our audience, fund new work from Multitude. It's now one year old, and the difference it has made in that last year is amazing. We use that money to help pay rent on our studio space and to help us take time out of our work weeks to experiment and to think and to just have ideas. Meddling Adults came out of one of those brainstorming sessions, and our first digital live show tests did as well. It's a huge reason why we can keep doing this as our jobs. And to show our thanks, we have rewards like a special glitter pin. It's amazing. I love wearing it on my denim jacket right now. And a secret Instagram account shared by all of us hosts where we give you drink recipes and show you our plants and our pets. Oh, and our weekly friendly debate show, Head Heart Gut, is there as well. So to support our work, get a new weekly show from Multitude and rep us IRL with exclusive stickers or pins or posters. Join us today at multicrew.club. We are sponsored this week by BetterHelp, a secure online counseling service. They connect you with licensed counselors through their secure app, letting you message with your therapist and schedule live phone or video sessions. You can also message your counselor in between sessions if you're worrying about something or think of a topic you want to cover in your next call. Different therapists also have availability on the weekends or at night, so it's a really great and flexible tool. And because they want you to have the best therapeutic match possible, it is easy and free to switch counselors if need be, which it definitely is not in traditional counseling. Join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health and get 10% off your first month of counseling by signing up at betterhelp.com slash join the party. That's betterhelp.com slash join the party for 10% off your first month. Finally, we are sponsored by Hero Forge. Hero Forge offers fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy races and thousands of parts to choose from. They also have full color minis now, which for those of us like me who cannot imagine painting like a standard size canvas, much less an absolutely tiny one, that is very exciting. They also add new content every week, like new poses, items, animal companions, motorcycles and vehicles, and even more added each week. We love our minis, and we know you'll love yours as well. So visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today. That's HeroForge.com. And now, back to the show. 
Right now, Milo, you're gas. Val, you're standing in zone four with the Corgi, and Aggie is stuck to the bridge, and Clippy is standing in the ball pit with a golden key in his inventory. Val is just like, Clippy, come with me, and then runs up to go pull Aggie out. Wonderful. Val and Milo, uh, why don't you make uh, dex rolls to see who goes first? Uh, Six. Twelve. Okay, so Milo, we're going to go with you first. Yeah, I'm just going to uh, drop the spell and then land on my feet. And then um, I would like to do an investigation check before I get to the orb, but I'm going to run towards the orb. Orb. Orb? Okay. As soon as you land, please make a uh, wisdom saving throw. Well, I got a nat 20 plus 7, so, you know, I'm the wisest wiseman of all wises. You are the game master. (laughs) I'm the DM now. Get out. (laughs) All right. As soon as you land on a solid ground, you're looking around. It doesn't really seem like there's anything around there other than the orb on the pedestal. And you take a few steps forward, like, tentatively, and you hear the sound of a violin being played slow like at its really high highest point it's like and you're like wait a second that's the sound they make in horror movies when they want to scare you and then (laughs) you look down and you see that there's like a trap door at your feet and like bursting out is a fire skeleton that goes and you're like what? <laughs> it might as well be something from the Halloween store if this wasn't an actual skeleton that was on fire going blow. <laughs> so that's what happens. So you're fine. What do you do? Um, hmm. I wish I had deanimate dead. Um, True. With a nat 20, I will say it seems like this fire skeleton is attached to something that is coming up out of the ground. So it can't move to follow you. Right now, it's just kind of screaming at you. And, like, its bones are on fire. (laughs) Okay, well, then Milo's just going to, like, take one slow slide away while looking side to side and then continue on towards the orb. Yeah, you can just keep walking towards the orb. Yeah, great. So uh, with your movement, you can go all the way to the orb and you can just pick it up. Great. And there's nothing else around it that I need to be worried about? Yeah, as you look down, you see that there are other trap doors, like, all around the orb. Great. Well, then I just avoid them all and then grab the orb. (laughs) There you go. All right, so Milo, you're holding the orb. There you go. Congratulations. Yeah, and I do a little Mario jump in the air. (laughs) Ba-ba! It's me! All right, let's go to Val here. Moon. Val, uh, what are you doing? I want to pull Aggie out of the muck. All right, wonderful. So I'm going to make another sleight of hand check to keep the Corgi in. Yes, of course. Right now, you need, a, you need a 15 to keep it in. Okay. I got a 12 plus 4, 16. Okay, so it is still inside of your jacket. Unbelievable. Yes. I think Julia gets bardic inspiration from this corgi. <laughs> do I get bardic inspiration from the corgi? No, but Clippy says, oh, do you need help with that? <laughs> yes. Wait, no, hold on. Clippy, you're going to help me get Aggie out if, we need to, if I need help, okay? All right, tell me what to do. Cool. You, the Corgi, and Clippy uh, make it up to the lip of the volcano. Since Aggie used a step of the wind to get all the way up there, you can only make it to the lip of the volcano. May I use Charger Feet? Yeah, if you want to dash, you can dash and then try to attack something while you're doing that. Attack. Uh, It's either attack or push. So maybe I can try to push Aggie out of the the muck. Only if you get in it with me. I hope... Aggie's knees don't break. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, like, do you have a rope? I'd rather you not get entrapped as well. Just make Clippy do it. How about you carry Clippy to the lip, and then Clippy can go over the bridge to me? I mean, Clippy's got the same amount of movement that I do. So but you carry Clippy, and then Clippy moves. Does that sure. work, Eric? Yeah, that's fine. All right, cool. I pick up Clippy. <laughs> Clippy is like your helper. If this was like in World of Warcraft, it's just kind of like your little companion who goes along. So if you want to send them out there on the uh, on the bridge, you totally can. Yeah, all right. Clippy, go help Aggie. All right, I'll go help Aggie. And now Clippy just starts cl- clomping down <laughs> the, the middle bridge. And then Clippy edits her document. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Clippy. Turns it into a letter. Um, <laughs> Clippy, I did not mean that form of there. <laughs> so Clippy says, hi, how can I help you? Uh, can you pull me out, please? Sure, I can try. Awesome. I will give you a help action. So you get advantage on the strength check. Again, it is an athletics of 20. Do we think that Clippy can, like, phase through the ground? Like, can Clippy come and, like, scoop your feet out? I think we are putting too much credit to Clippy. Clippy is the simulation. Volcano is Clippy. Clippy is Volcano, you know? Over the PA, Dr. Morrow says, Milo, you're in your head. Stop being in your head. (laughs) You're reading too much into it, Milo. I've created problem solving. (laughs) Still only 15. All right, with a 15, Aggie... Uh, can I try to re-roll? If you want to use a luck point, you can re-roll. All right. No, 13. Okay, uh, unf- with P- uh, Clippy trying to pull you as hard as he can, and you trying to mo- get your feet out, you're still stuck in the bridge. I will give you an... You're still stuck, so you can't move, but I will let you, if you want to do an action or something, or use an item, you can give it a shot. I mean, can I attack the lava? <laughs> I try to, like, carve out the lava around my feet to help me step out? Yeah, sure. Make an attack roll. That's a great idea. I'm going to pull out of my biker shorts. I just had, like, an awkward flashlight-looking thing in my pocket, and I pull out the sword hilt that Des gave me. So I'm going to use that sword, uh, which gives me 2d6 of damage. So first I'll roll to attack the lava. Oh, yeah. You take the uh, the hard light buster out of your pocket, and it goes, Fring! and now you have this, like, giant six-foot-long, two-foot-wide uh, laser sword by your side. So I only rolled an eight to attack. I'll re-roll. Only a seven. Okay. As you try to slash with the hard light buster at your feet, you're able to crack it a little bit, but you can't get out of there. But now Clippy is here, and Clippy says, Hey, it's going to be okay. (laughs) Next time, truly next time, you got it. And you get a 1d8 of bardic inspiration that you can use for next time. Okay, well, that was only one of my attacks, so I'm going to try my second one. Yeah, do it. Clippy is wonderful. So 8 plus 3 is an 11. Does that do it, or should I use my die? That does not do it. 15. Yeah, with a 15, it hits. All right, good. Ah, oh, thank Christ. So you get 2d6 plus your uh, dexterity. Thank Clippy. All right, so 8 plus my dex, uh, 11. All right, with 11, yeah, you hack at the melty rock at your feet, and you were able to bust out. All right, awesome. Oh, hell yeah. I'll use my movement to get over the bridge as far as I can. Okay, wonderful. So you can get to the end of the bridge. So now you, Clippy, and Val are all at the, the lip of the volcano. Oh, thank goodness. Val and Aggie, uh, which zone are you in right now? Are you in five or are you in six? We should probably split up. I'll say six. I'll say five then. Let's just like stand on slightly different sides of the like dividing line. Yeah. And then uh, Clippy is holding Aggie's hand. That's <laughs> reassuring. So he'll come with you. <laughs> Very sweet. I normally wouldn't permit this, but right now that's fine. <laughs> Val, the corgi in your jacket mm-hmm. turns up to you and says, uh-oh. 
Okay. I want to move. Let me move. You can't move. You used all your movement, unfortunately. All right. Now we're in between rounds two and three. Uh, You see again the volcano shakes violently and the lava bursts into the air. And Milo, there's a shadow just hanging over you. And the lava splooshes on top of Milo. Oh, no. Uh, I'm going to use absorb elements as a reaction. Ooh, good choice. So it captures some of the incoming energy, lessening the effect on me, and storing it for my next melee attack, which I'm going to punch a volcano. Um, I have resistance to the triggering damage type. Wonderful. Okay, so you were hit with 24 damage, which is brought down to 12. Beautiful. And you can do an extra 1d6 of fire damage uh, next time you do a melee. Yeah, I'm going to punch that corgi. What? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so it is now round three. What are you all going to do? I think I can hop over to section two and try to grab that orb. Yeah, go check out what's up with those hands. All right, uh, Milo, so you can get into section two, but you have to run all the way the length of section one and jump over the lava. Cool. Yeah, Milo's feeling confident, so he's just going to take a jump this time. All right, so you're going to have to hit a DC 10 of athletics. Brandon's like, I rolled a nat 20. Clearly, I'm going to roll high again. I mean, no, I have a plus zero to athletics. Let's see. (laughs) I know. I'm very concerned about you. This is a bold choice. No, Brandon. No. Eric, I got a nine. Oh, All beans. Buddy. All beansies. <laughs> oh, I forgot to do our spiritual surge table too, Eric. Oh, oh we'll do that. Oh, All right. Well, so first, time. take 11 points of fire damage. Oh, I'm down to nine health points. And roll a d20 for me. Absorb elements is also a spell. Oh, so roll, yeah. Dude, let's do two. Roll twice. Roll twice. Well, the first one was a three, and that is one of my numbers. There you hey. go. And now roll again to see if you get an out one. Uh, that's a 14. Okay, okay. wonderful. Oh, Bean. So Ooh. roll a d10, bud. Be helpful. Be helpful. Be helpful. Please. Eight. Oh, oh, wonderful. All right. Um, <laughs> I hate that sound. As you cast to try to protect yourself from the elements, uh, the hand, it's just kind of hanging out. It's just staying there. And you're, you're looking around to see if anything happened to you. And right now it's just hanging out. Terrifying. I, I try to give it a high five. It high fives you. Cool. And you feel a deep like chill go through your body and take one point of necrotic damage. <laughs> genuinely? <laughs> yeah, genuinely. Okay. Oh, my God. All right, wonderful. So you, uh, right now, Milo, you're on the border of zones one and two. So right now, you're just firmly in the center there. So you're good. Great. Sorry, did I cross over the lava? Yeah. Okay. You, like, you tried to jump over it, and, like, your foot touched the lava. Right. And you're like, ah! Yeah, that smarts. <laughs> Milo says, that smarts. And you t- you take that damage, yeah. But now, don't worry, you're standing on that hang and you have your ghost friend with you. Great. Uh, so now, Aggie and Val, what do you do? Uh, Val's going to turn to Aggie and be like, are we going for these other orbs? Is that, are we cool with that? Should we go together so we don't get stuck again? I mean, if there's definitely one in zone two, we just have to get that one, right? Well, again, I still think that, like, some of these are decoys. I'm not entirely sure, but, like, I think that they might be. So I'd rather, like, cover all our bases and be like, oh, we got all the orbs. Yeah, let's let's go together. Okay, cool. We'll go for the... Do you want to go for the one on the right or the one on the left? A is for Aggie, but C is for Calzone, so really it's up to you. I'm going to go A A's for Aggie, because I don't know how I feel about you comparing me to Calzones. Or associating oh. me with Calzones. 
Um, I'm so sorry. Are are calzones from like the tip of the boot and not the heel? I don't want to misrepresent your family. Calzone is just worse pizza. (laughs) I'm glad we're on the same page. It's like they added more dough when they didn't need more dough. It's like, you know? why not just And then have you a bite into it and it's so hot and it burns the roof of your mouth every single time. Why not have a pierogi? They shouldn't be wet. Yeah. <laughs> Great. And then we're going to run down uh, Bridge A. Okay. So both of you are going down Bridge A. It looks exactly the same as the one in the mid, the bridge in the middle and the bridge on the right. They just, there's an orb on a pedestal. Okay. At the end of this bridge in the middle of a volcano. Cool. Uh, I think what I would like to do is. I would like to, with Aggie's permission, pick her up and kind of hold her out so that she has extra length. Cool. Yeah. I can also lay my sword out as like a little bridge between the actual bridge and the pedestal. That is also a good idea. If the blade is so broad, I can just like walk over it. 100%. Yeah. So yeah, you lay down your laser sword and it's like two feet wide. This is perfectly easy for you to walk. Yeah, on. like, listen, if it's if it's a prototype and it's disposable, I might as well try. That's yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, you walk on the light buster sword, and you are now standing directly in front of the orb. I grab it. Yeah, you pick it up. I'm gonna give them both to Clippy to put in inventory. Smart. So my hands. Uh, yeah, Clippy then walks over there, and nothing happens. You can walk back on the bridge. Val goes, we have three orbs. Just saying. Just pointing out that fact right there. Over the PA system, Dr. Morrow says, Well, if you think you're done, just go back to the middle. That sounds see, very passive-aggressive. Like a teacher exactly. saying, read the instruction, then the last instruction is like, don't do the fucking test. I hate those. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm saying. That's the same same thought. <laughs> yeah, you three, you want to stay at the lip? Yes. Yes. Wonderful. And now, yeah, Clippy takes both of the orbs and goes, okay, and puts them both in his left pocket and just disappears. <laughs> and is also holding my corgi, right? Oh, that's right. This is round three. Uh, make a sleight of hand check to hold the corgi in. What's the DC? Uh, 15. All right. I rolled a 14 plus four. You keep the corgi in there. And again, the corgi turns back to you and goes, uh-oh. Yep, yep, yep. I'm really concerned that it keeps going, uh-oh. Like, I don't know what to do with that. Your love for dog is a very, very strong magic. Yes. It's the only magic I have. (laughs) Alright, so now this is in between rounds three and four. The volcano then bubbles up again and shoots magma into the sky. Val, you look up and you think, wow. My name is Volcani. This is a volcano. This is pretty cool for me. And then you look up in the sky and magma is raining down on you like you're at an off-brand water park. Cool. That's <laughs> and fair. you take... Does the dog give me any advantage since he told me, uh-oh? Like, am I prepared for this? You take 18 points of fire damage. Okay. So that's a no, half? huh? Does, no. Does the corgi take any damage? It just seems like a corgi and it looks deep into your eyes and goes, uh-oh, and then you're drenched in lava. <laughs> you also look over back at the wrought iron cage and you see uh, around the wrought iron cage there were just like some piles kind of just like of magma they were kind of just like in little pools and then you see the pools are looking back at you with two little beady eyes and then they all three of the pools raise little gloopy arms at you with chubby (laughs) fingers at the end and they start slopping their way towards you mouth Uh agape and a flame like a, a wood burning oven there you go Val (laughs) <laughs> uh, I, I, I stole some magma people's dogs, huh? Yep. 
and uh, all of them are now running at you, and they're crossing into where you're standing at the top left of the volcano. They haven't reached you yet, but they are three little magma piles, are mouth agape and slopping towards you with their little hands extended. Bring it on, come on. <laughs> we are now at round four. Right now, uh, Val is standing at the top left with piles of magma running towards them. Clippy and Aggie are standing at the top right. And Milo, you're firmly in between one and two. Hmm. Well, I'm going to go over to two for sure, just to check out the, the hands. Okay. And we're going to run down bridge C. I'm going to let you and Clippy go, because it seems like you got this now that you have like a system in which you put the thing down and don't sink into the magma. So it doesn't seem like you need me. And I'm going to... Man, Val's so upset about this, but Val unzips their leather jacket and just like lets the corgi go and be like, all right, bud, go be free. Go be with you, your magma friends. Ooh. The corgi looks back at you, Val, and goes, yep, yep, yep. Thank you, Val. <laughs> You're welcome, small dog. And uh, the corgi runs over to the, the little magma people and they like pat the corgi and it goes, yep, yep, yep. Thank you, friends. <laughs> All right. I'm glad I did the right thing. Why was the corgi saying help me then? Yes. Why was the corgi saying help me? Was he trapped and the magma guys just weren't able to get him out? Do you, do you, are you saying this to the corgi or are you just kind of musing <laughs> to yourself? I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's cool. Unfortunately. Val's yelling at God again. Why would you do this? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, that is your action, Val. So Milo, as soon as you step over on the other side of the lava and you shake, you shake yourself off from uh, burning uh, one of your feet in it, as soon as you step in there. Um, Nothing happens and I win. Nothing, absolutely totally nothing happens. How did you know? Uh, you see both of the hands, which were kind of pointing towards the orb in their section, then turn at you. And one of them scoops into the ground at the base of the hand and has this like ball of rock and flame with it and it throws it right at you. So what is your AC? 15. All right. Well, I just rolled a nat one, you lucky, <laughs> you lucky lad. So it, it just like it, it throws it, and then it just like you, when you when you misjudge your timing, it just throws it directly into the ground, and you see that the other hand statue shakes its hand from one side to another, like it's really disappointed in the other hand. <laughs> it would take thirty feet for you to get to the orb there. In Lake Town City, we call that blazing it when you do something and then you're immediately really disappointed in yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to run up, pop in the breath weapon gum, and shoot a cone of freezing ice, water, whatever, frozen stuff at them to see if I can like nice. deactivate the like lava veins in their hands and make them stop moving. Yeah, absolutely. You can get both in. Great. All right, so what do I do? Do I make dexterity saves for them? Yes, you make a constitution saving throw. Uh, the DC equals eight plus constitution plus proficiency. My con is plus one okay. and proficiency would be plus three. So plus four, so 12. Okay, so I'm going to try to hit a 12 for both of them. They're stone, but I think that if this is cold on fire, they're going to have a tough time here. Uh, what does it look like when you pop the gum in? It's like, first you see Milo get like a rush of like, oh, and a flavor in his face. Um, and then it gets really cold. And so like so cold that you sort of have to like try to spit the gum out. 
and when he spits I'm picturing the- a real Jim Carrey situation up in here <laughs> <laughs> and he just spits the gum out like the cone of ice forms from his mouth Wonderful. So the one that totally beefed throwing the ball of flame at you is totally just covered in ice, like comically. Like in a cartoon when you like open up a freezer and then there's like icicles going sideways off of them. It's like that. And it's just like frozen in place as it's reaching out to grab you. The other stone hand, I guess, cowered uh, behind the other one. So it is not frozen in place. Okay. And then it like shakes its fist at you. <laughs> Adorable. So now, Milo, you're standing over pretty close to the orb. Great. So you would have to, you you might be stuck in the zone if you grabbed it and ran in on your next turn. Right. Okay. All right. So let's go over to Aggie. So Aggie and Clippy are walking out on the third bridge. Yes. We're across the bridge and attempt to grab the orb. Okay. So you, uh, you're you laying down the buster again? Yes. Clippy turns to you and says, do you need help with that? Not at the moment, but if I start sinking, try to pull me out, okay? Absolutely. <laughs> Hate that. Oh, Clippy. Uh, so you're going to try to grab the third orb? Yes. Wonderful. Um, I'm going to roll. Nope. Don't like that. Mm-mm. Please don't roll. I don't like it when he says right. wonderful. So you're standing on the hard light buster and you grab the orb on the third bridge and you feel yourself sinking again. But you're standing on the on the hard light and it doesn't get any on your shoes. It's just like the stone nastiness is starting to envelop the hard light buster. Uh, yeah, I will use a key point to try to dash over the bridge. Wonderful. So what what does it look like when you like kind of activate your speed to just get out of there? I think I sort of look around furtively every time I do it, even in a situation like this. <laughs> and then there is a little bit of those kind of like orangey sparks that I use when I heal that kind of envelop my feet or my, my limbs that are moving. And so there's just a slight kind of like orange glow as I dash over the bridge. I love that. Clippy is waiting at the lip of the volcano for you and says, I didn't even have to help. Congratulations. Clippy, you are helping by being there. Let's go back to the middle, okay? All right. Do you want me to hold that for you? Yeah, we can put it in an inventory. Okay. And he takes the orb and puts it in his right pocket and he goes, da-ding. I am worried that we have to have the orbs, not Clippy. I think it's more like when you have a fishing contest in Animal Crossing and all the fish just magically go from your line into a tank in the middle of town. But we'll bring it with us, so we'll see. can give it to us if need be. All right, wonderful. So now we're in between four and five. Uh, which zones are Val and Aggie standing in? I think I went down to three to release the corgi. All right, so you're down in three, back where the cage is. Absolutely. And uh, Aggie, which uh, zone are you in? In six. All right, wonderful. So, and then Milo is firmly in two. All right, you see the, the bubbling of the volcano as it shoots up into the air and holds there for an extra second as if it's trying to hold dramatic tension. <laughs> you bastard. The lava then splashes onto the ball pit, <gasps> just oh, dissolving yeah. all of the plastic. It's the only way to sanitize a ball pit. <laughs> Bring it on. As it, it melts the ball pit away and also melts our good friend Val. So Val, you take Stop rolling. <laughs> you take 18 points of fire damage. That's quite a lot. Okay, that's not that bad. I still got 15. I'm doing okay. As it singes your skin and you push the the lava out from your face, you see that the ball pit has washed away 
with the tide of magma. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right, and now it is those little uh, magma guys' turn, and I'm going to make a, a charisma check. Why did they get a turn? Because they uh, are part of the environment, no, you see. they got their dog back. Well, I'm going to see if they're appeased by the corgi coming back to them. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to roll charisma for the corgi. <laughs> They have like a plus 30 though, don't they? So a thousand. Well, the Corgi has plus four and I rolled a 16, so I got a <laughs> 20. Nice. Correct. Good so job, So you corgi. see that the Corgi looks at all of the magma lads and goes, yep, yep, yep. Thank you, friends. Thank you, Val. And uh, the magma lads give you a stink eye and then uh, like sloosh back to the cage in four and puts the, the Corgi back in there. But now the door is open and the Corgi is kind of just like, jumping and yipping around. Uh, Milo, make a perception check for me. Oh, okay. Hate that. Nine plus seven for 16. Ooh. Oh, wonderful. Okay. So you you see this beautiful moment, like this old yeller, uh, my dog skip moment <laughs> between Val and the- Old yeller? Did they shoot the dog? I meant, yeah. I meant my dog skip. Uh, <laughs> All right. Or an airbud where like the clown and the boy are like fighting over the dog. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's all fine. And then you see the corgi hop back to its cage. And uh, what before you heard it just go yip, yip. And then it speaks in English. You can see the sound waves coming towards you from the corgi. And the ghost hand on your chest grabs it. Like out of the air and then puts it in your face. What? And he hears, Wow, I'm so glad I made so many friends here today. <laughs> <laughs> Milo's equal parts confused, bewildered, and like delighted. There you go. <laughs> all right, so now this is round five. This is the final round. Uh, what do you all do? Back to the middle for me. Yeah. Um, Milo's going to make a rush towards the orb to try to grab it and then make a dash back towards the middle. Uh, wonderful. So as you put your hand on the orb, you see the not frozen hand then reaches down and scoops up more fire and rock and throws it at you. Dodge. Dodge. What is your AC? 15. Oh, Jesus. Luckily, it whizzes by you to the right. And then you're going to make a final break for it. Yeah. And um, <laughs> so um, Milo doesn't have quite enough speed to get to the middle from that position. So as he gets as close as he can, he's going to throw the orbs up in the air and then cast Thunder Wave, which Thunder Wave for unsecured objects that are completely within the area effect are pushed 10 feet away from me. Okay. So <laughs> wonderful. Uh, I'm going to cast Thunder Wave and push the orbs over to my pals in the middle. Milo has a flair for the dramatic and he's trying to make it as dramatic as possible. <laughs> All right, so yeah, narrate what it looks like if you, when you thunder wave the, the orb. So Milo is like running and, and as fast as he can with his arms pumping by his sides, holding two <laughs> giant orbs. And he realizes as the clock is ticking past the five that he's not going to make it. So he makes a giant leap. And then from his chest just emanates a big burst of ghost energy and pushes the orbs 10 feet forward towards the center hopefully being caught by my colleagues and then like when he when he lands he just sort of like rolls over and puts his hand on his forehead like oh <laughs> uh make a spell surge roll for me uh four am i up to one and two now or just one? yeah you're just two so now you're up to three but nothing else happens wonderful great all right so yeah the orb is pushed by by ghost energy and it's you three clippy val and aggie are now running back towards the middle i you see these two orbs flying towards you can i try to catch them yeah absolutely uh make a dexterity roll for me 
I'll also try to catch it just in case Aggie doesn't. 21. Oh, no, oh no, there right. we go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what does it look like when you grab these two out of the air? I leap up, both arms outstretched, and I, like, catch... I have done a little bit of Gaelic football, so I just <laughs> catch both of them, one in the crook of each elbow, and spin my body around so the momentum has us, like, pirouetting like a football player to land on my feet right in the middle. I love Beautiful. that. Yeah, you, you have one foot where you started, and you are back officially where you ended. And as the big schoolhouse clock in the sky clicks back to where it started, from the five section to back to zero... You have completed the challenge. Yeah! And you did it. Um, you see that the volcano around you starts to shimmer and shake as the uh, lava monsters playing with the corgi start to lose reality, and so does the volcano. And uh, the acrid smell goes away, and the temperature goes down. Clippy waves to all three of you and goes, I was happy to help. Thank you so much. Let's do it again. Thanks, Clips. See Thank you, See you next time. As Milo says thank you to Clippy, uh, Val and Aggie, you just hear, and Milo, you see that the ghost hand is just like over your mouth right now. (laughs) I mean, that's an interesting choice, Milo. Uh, I I respect it. No, I didn't didn't do this. Why do you keep barking at me? Stop it. I know I probably shouldn't have gone and got the dog in the first place. Val, I'm talking to you in English. Stop it. (laughs) Milo, did one of those things happen where you lose? Is is this a panther incident? Yeah, probably. Okay. (laughs) I mean, he doesn't sound like a panther is all I'm saying. As the volcano disappears, you're now kind of just in this like twilight. There's like little dots of stars and you're just kind of standing in space. And uh, you see that a uh, a shimmering outline of Dr. Morrow, who's just like outlined, not like 8-bit, but you know, like in old asteroids where it was just green lines. Mm -hmm. She's just just outlined in green lines and you can see her hair and her uh, her. Uh, lab coat with the arms pushed up so you know it's Dr. Morrow. She says, okay, well, let's see how you do. And you look down at your feet and you see there's a little figurine of a corgi, a big golden key, and all five orbs. All right, well, uh, this was interesting tactics. Really, really interesting. Some say um, might say heroic, but you know. Hey, down, <laughs> down, down. Milo, let's debrief afterward. I'm so glad that we did this training because all of you did exactly what I thought you would do. <laughs> Aggie, you used your speed and just ran directly into a situation. Val, you were distracted by dogs. And Milo, no one can understand what you're saying. <laughs> oh, jeez. She also then uh, does finger guns at two of the orbs and they just kind of burst. They were fake. You were right. See, I did tell you that. You did. That's true. And yet, Val, you didn't do anything to dissuade Aggie to not deal with that thing. You were too passive, which is strange for someone who punches for a living. No, I don't think I was passive. I think I went and I got all of the orbs to make sure that we actually got the orbs that mattered. No, and you made the best out of a bad situation, which is your best quality. Still, fixing a mistake that you yourself made, I don't know if I can give you bonus points for that. Okay. (laughs) Well, I think this was a successful training run. I'm going to look at these on instant replay for a while. 
Still, good use of the Buster Sword. That was really smart thinking. Congratulations. You beat the inaugural run of the fun Danger Zone. The <laughs> gym. Glad we finally added danger to it. Of the fun Danger Fun Gym where we train our hero powers. Zone. Zone. What's the acronym for that, Eric? Sorry, I can't hear you over your growling, Brandon. I don't know. <laughs> Aggie flops on the floor. 